Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Listen In Podcast with your hosts, Sean and Jake. Uh, In today's episode, we are going to be finishing off our Kanye West March Madness songs bracket, as well as talking about some of the new music releases of the week. Uh, Jake, let's dive in with some hot thoughts. We had a seemingly big album release from Jack White, who maybe in the year 2018 isn't the... Indie rock stalwart that he was back in the early 21st century. He certainly doesn't have as much cachet among critics as he once did, it doesn't seem. Unless you're Rolling Stone. It depends. Well, I guess he'll... Even they, that. Even that, I think they gave him a three and a half. Yeah. Um, it, it seems as though his reputation is, is dwindling a little bit, or at least the, the level to which he's respected is. Yeah, so... This is his, what, third solo album? Yeah, Bo- Blunderbuss, yeah. Lazaretto, and now this one. Okay, I can't... Which I just rattled off as if I listened to them a ton. <laughs> All right. I, I listened to Blunderbuss a fair amount, Lazaretto, yeah. like, maybe twice. So that, that, that I think, is kind of where the conversation starts with this, is have any of his solo albums even been that good? Um, I, Dude, to be honest with you, I remember enjoying... Blunderbuss a fair amount. Yeah. 16 Saltines was on that, right? Blunderbuss was, is, like, good. It's good. It's good. You know what I forgot? Um, I was looking back through, because Pitchfork eviscerated Boarding, boarding House. Would they give it a 4? 4. 4.7. 4. Oh, wow. But they, I, I always thought that Blunderbuss and Lazaretto did poorly, too. Yeah. They didn't do, like, Blunderbuss, they both, they were in the 7s. Really? I think Lazaretto got a 7.8. Wow. Which is like really good. And like I don't think it was deserving of that necessarily. But I barely so remember it. Blunderbuss, well, there's your answer though. Like yeah. if, if it if you're like, oh no, that was good, you would have fucking remembered. But like, you know, you you're not remembering that it was any good. It that here's the thing. Here's the hierarchy of these Jack White solo albums. Blunderbuss was pretty good. Yeah. It was like as good as like a I don't know. It was as good as it like... It would have been the worst White Stripes album. It, yeah. Which is still right. pretty damn good. You're right. You're which right. is still pretty good. You're right. I was going to I was gonna be fair and say it was as good as like Get Behind Me Satan. But uh, like it's probably not. It's pro- it's. It, I, I think that I would ra- rather listen to Get Behind Me Satan. Me too. And I'd be more interested to hear that Yeah, back. I would too. Um, just because of how interesting the White Stripes thing is. Quick side note, that I, and this won't be a whole thing. I like how Jack White... Is like a, a a painter, and he like has his red period. Now he's in his blue period. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, he just like yeah, chooses a color, true, and he's true. like, I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, and the white stripes was red. There's an aesthetic, red, red white, black, black, and black. Yeah, and then now he's blue and probably like I guess white, like white, maybe yeah. gray. Every That's interesting. Yeah, That's a, I, I like that. It's like Picasso's blue period. It's like yeah, Guernica. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> 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 not really though. Um, but yeah, so Blunderbuss was like pretty good. Probably would have been the worst White Stripes album. Uh, or no, uh, Lazaretto, the second one, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of forgettable. I think that was maybe his worst release. That would have been uh, probably along the lines of like what he was doing with the Rackham Tours, but maybe even not as good. And then, I don't know, say, like Dead Weather is probably better than that too. He, here's what I'll say though about Boarding House Reach, man. Like, I still don't know like what to make of it yet. I still don't get it. Like it, I, I've listened twice now, which is not enough for me to have a really a, yeah. a, 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 a hot take on it yet. But like, I can't tell if I invested eight more listens in this album over the course of the next couple of weeks. If I really went all in on it, if I would come out the other end hating it, or if I would come out the other end like really loving it and being like, 
because of its quirks, it's actually awesome. I th- okay, I, I've also listened twice, and I begrudgingly listened the second time because after the first one, I was like, "This isn't very good." It's the it, second time around, I was like, "Ah, there's some there's some interesting stuff." Okay, okay, and I think to your point, I think if you put the time in and you were, you'd be like, "Yeah, it's it's not bad. It's pretty good. There's some cool stuff." But is listening ten times to it for a an album where your takeaway is, eh, it's not bad. His old stuff was better. Is that worth it? Maybe not. It's also like a decidedly strange album. It's fucking weird. So he's rapping on here. He's rapping on uh, Ice Station Zebra. Yeah. Um, and there's like these, the, the and I think, so there's been, I, on the Stephen Hyden's podcast, he was talking about how Jack White used Pro Tools on this, which yeah. he had never done before. Which is, from my understanding, basically just GarageBand, but yeah. I think with more features. Um, and that's interesting to me because you you can tell the production does feel very different to me. It feels yeah. it has like a different vibe than a lot of other Jack White yeah. stuff. It it feels cleaner in some ways. But that's not what I like. No, from him. no, and I don't mean that in necessarily a good way. I guess I don't technically mean it in a bad way. But it's yeah, it's not what I'm looking for. There's moments on here like um, on over and over and over. I think it is where there's like. There's some riffs going on, but yeah. it's, that's way dialed back. You know what I want to talk about too is "Why Walk a Dog." That song is for me as I was going through. That's like the one that sticks with me the most. Not in terms of like it's some great song. It's okay. Just the fact that Jack White is dying on the hill of like owning dogs is wrong. Is that I see? I that was lost on me. The whole perspective of the thing is he's like, oh, you like they breed them and they put a price tag on them and then you own them and then you put them in a coat and a jacket. He's basically making fun of dog owners. He's like, owning a dog and having pets is fucking stupid. It's like, hey man, how about like if you rescue a dog or another animal? Like, well, and like, I know what he's saying because he's like, it's silly and it's like, oh, so now you're its master. Like, do you think this dog this dog needs to be walked by you? Like, this is a fucking animal. And it's interesting. That is by far the most interesting thing to me on here. Through these first listens, I'm like, yeah. Jack White has released a, a studio album, a solo album, on which the second track is this like diatribe against dog ownership. That's weird to me, well, man. He, it's really interesting. It's, it is weird, and like I said, that point was lost on me. The, I think this feeds into a larger point about where Jack White is at in the year 2018. He seems so far up his own asshole. He's like, he's rapping on here. That's the ultimate Jack White, like heat check. It's like, ah, (laughs) no one's here to tell me no. I'm going to jack up this 45 foot three. And like, we're going to see what happens. And like, dude, that doesn't work for you. That's not what you do well. Yeah. Don't do that. I mean, like do whatever the fuck you want, but it's not very good. I don't want to hear that from you. And just everything that he has done Post White Stripes. Well, I like some Tour stuff. I like some of the Dead Weather stuff. Yeah. Uh, Solo Jack White has just been a heat check after heat check. In the first two albums, fine. Like, he ended up knocking down some shots. This one, Boarding House Reach, I think is is a fucking miss. Yeah. he... This screams to me a guy who, like I said, is so far up his own asshole... Who doesn't have anyone to tell him no or like that this isn't good or to challenge him on anything. He's more concerned with like recording records out of like fucking 
trees. Yeah, or, or like inanimate objects. Yeah. And it's just like, what are you doing right now? Like, you think you're more important to music in 2018 than you actually are. Like, dude, the music world has passed Jack White by, in my opinion. No, I yeah, I understand that. And I, I think that, for me, what is still, like, weirdly compelling, good or bad about an album is that, like... With Jack White, I just hear his stuff, and I'm, I, I'm like, "Who are you? Like, yeah. what, who, what the fuck is up with this dude?" Mm-hmm. And, and his lyrics are always really telling. He always has these weird angles on things. He's a, he's a very different guy. Yeah, and like the way he views the world, it's like it's not so dissimilar from the way I do. But it's for some reason the way he'll articulate it yeah. or the angle he'll take in approaching it. I'm like, huh? Like that's interesting, man. Just, that you think of it that way. Yeah. That's a great way to put it because Jack White, I'm like, yeah, Jack White. Like, I get down with you. We're probably, like, pretty similar. Yeah. But you're right. The way he articulates it, the way he comes across, I'm like, I don't want to – I don't get down with you, Jack White. You and your pencil-thin mustaches. Two two more things for me on this. One, I – like, again, so going in line of the things that – so the first song is Connected by Love, which is actually pretty good. Yeah, it's whatever. Then you have Why Walk a Dog. Then you have Corporation. And Fuck that song. Has this song about corporations? And it's like, like, dude, be more on the nose. It's like I agree with you, man, but it's like that's it's. And there's, I guess, there's things that are okay about it, but it, like, what? Start a corporation. Like, it, all right, dude, fuck off. And like, dude, it feels like the last quarter of this album is like spoken word by him mostly. It's him like, <sighs> I went to a house when I was a young man and I discovered a piano. He's like, and then it took me, I was like her, trying to figure out how to f- make a melody. He's like, and then I put three notes together at once. Like I figured out, he's just saying like I figured out how to make a chord. It's you like, know, that's interesting. And like he would do that shit on White Stripes albums or, or like some of his past stuff. But it came across as like cool or interesting or like the weirdness was endearing. Is it, the weirdness isn't endearing anymore. It's annoying. Does that go along with something we were talking about where... Back then, he was a young man, and now he's reaching middle age. And and like you were you were telling me about yeah. this, middle aged men are widely considered like the creepiest people and end yeah. up being truly lonely. Yes. Do you yes. think Do you think he's just reaching a point where he's like he's like I'm doing like a lot of the same stuff, but like people aren't responding yeah, the same dude, way, dude. I so I think that's because of my age. I think that's a whole other conversation. We've touched on this on past podcasts about the age bias of aging stars. Like we talked yeah. about Bob Dylan, Neil Young, Paul McCartney. We talked about this, especially with, with Beatles solo stuff. Yeah. People kind of stop caring. They want the new best yeah. thing. Why? What? And this is definitely a rabbit hole here. Why do we as a society value the views of young people so much? And there's nothing we're going to answer here. No, I think there's a romanticism. There's like, uh, I think by proxy, it almost makes you feel young that you're interacting with it. I think, I think there's some, some deep-seated, not totally surface-level stuff that is happening there. It has to do something with the idealism of it. Yeah. Interesting. Last, yeah. My last point. Bad album cover. Terrible. It's real bad. What? Is that supposed to be him? I think it's supposed to be him. It uh, looks, looks god off like, like Cher. <laughs> that's that's an insult to Cher. <laughs> Dude, he looks poor Cher. It's like this weird sort of like. Dude, a, it looks like a mannequin. Yeah, it looks like a, a androgynous sort yeah. of like. I don't know this. The album cover for for Boarding House Reach is weird. Not All, good. Altogether, an odd odd effort from Jack White. On very this album. very strange. And you know. In the context of his entire career, this is going to be, like, an interesting, like, oh, yeah, remember, like, that album in 2018? Like, he's probably going to come out with something that's, like, 
really good when he's in his 40s. He probably will. Stephen Hyden made an interesting point on his podcast where he was like, well, and this isn't to say that I think the album's good. I actually think it's it's like at best middling and, yeah. and, and like listenable in places. But but Stephen Hyden was saying like, um, what like what would critics want? Like what if Jack White great came, point. came out with a blues rock album? They would just be like, well, he's just treading the same water again and again and again. And like Jack White can't bring anything new and interesting. Here's the thing though. That's what I want from it's, him. It's, My favorite Jack White is Day Still, uh, Elephant, and White Blood Cells. Like that. that's what I want. Dude, Elephant is a, is a cold hard 10 of an album. It is. Elephant is so it is. goddamn it's amazing. good. It's amazing. Like and, that's what I want. Yeah. I want those screaming solos. Oh, dude. The riffs. And, and come on. And like on what is, is it Icky Thump, the Rag and Bone? When, when yeah. Like yeah, that's yeah, when Jack White yeah. talking is funny that's what and cool. I'm saying. You yeah, don't want it. We'll yeah. take it. We'll <laughs> yeah, take it if you don't want it. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's really man. fun. Fuck yeah. Bob Meg, don't be rude. Don't it's be rude. Like there's a sense of humor. Yeah. This feels all humorless. Is it though? Is it's it like nuts? It's not. He's meaning it to have humor, but it's not. It, it falls flat. Is it? Yeah, I don't know. Either he's on a next level of humor, maybe where like the jokes on us. Maybe I fucking hope so. I don't know, man. I I, don't I, know. I I can't figure out what where Jack White is at. I will say I don't really like this album. Uh, I'm probably not going to go back and listen. I do like the song "Respect Commander." Yeah, that's I, a good song. I'm trying to remember Pretty good. how that one goes. Not, I can't even remember, but I just know like that was a highlight. There are moments like when it's on, and there's moments where I'm like, okay, yeah, cool here. Like that's that's but all right. Like, is that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Listeners, let us know what you think of uh, that new Jack White piece of shit. Uh, next topic, Jake. <laughs> we have a new album from Preoccupations, formerly known as Viet Cong. They have their new album out. It's called New Material. This is the follow-up to their self-titled Preoccupations album yeah. uh, that came out a few years ago. Uh, thoughts on this new Preoccupations album? Um, so Espionage is still like a song of the year candidate for me. It's, it's among yeah. my favorites. Um, I think, so I'm, I'm a few listens into this, and I'll have probably more fully baked things to say about it next week. Um, but off the bat, I know I'm liking it. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, hearing... Yeah. Little trends from from both the Viet Cong yeah. record and cassette, I guess, but mostly the Viet Cong album and Preoccupations album. There's little things threaded through from both of those. Like there's a tone, there's a guitar tone on Disarray, or, or it might be Disarray or Decompose that reminds me so much of a guitar tone that's used like exactly mm. on um, maybe um, what's it called that March of Progress song yeah, on the fir- on yeah. the f- first Viet Cong. Yeah. Uh, album. Uh, I I think that early on for me, a takeaway from this is that Disarray is a really really cool song. Yeah. Also, very catchy. It has like, um, I, I think for me the takeaway from here is also I'm enjoying the grooves they're getting into as a band. They're a better band, I think now. Yeah. I think they're playing tighter yeah. stuff and maybe they're going. I would agree with that. They're yeah, going yeah. a hair more toward, or with each album they've gone a hair more toward accessibility yeah little bit by little bit what are are your thoughts i would agree so i've actually listened to this album i think like four or five times now okay and again i i have the same take as you where i'm like yeah i'm I'm liking this This is a really good album uh super listenable it goes by fast it's over before i like even know it that's an advantage to it especially for us uh espionage is amazing one of my best one of the best songs of the year i think such a jam dude Here's the thing about the rest of the album. It none of it's bad. 
I like all of it. It all sort of bleeds together, even after like five listens. And that might be me, the context I've been listening to it in. It's been, I've been like focused on other stuff. But it's only eight songs. It's only 36 minutes. I, I agree with you. The band sounds tight. A lot of the the sounds, though, you're right, sound familiar to past stuff they've put out. And yeah. there's certain songs on here, as much as I'm in, enjoying all of it, just haven't necessarily stood out to me yet. Interesting. Okay. However, I have a really good feeling about this album as a whole. I'm just like, yeah, I like all of this, but like, I can't say what any of these songs sound like other than Espionage. But I know I like all of them, if that makes sense. The only one that I remember how it goes is Disarray. Okay. Um... Other than that, I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, in fact, I would be able to call out more songs off the Jack White album as far as yeah. like, I, this is the one that goes like this, yeah, this is the one that yeah, goes like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is kind of by design because Preoccupations is a band that seems totally locked into their aesthetic at this yeah. point for me. Like, it's like yep. for, they yep. basically, yep. if you look at this album compared to Preoccupations, this one's eight songs and 36 minutes. Yep. Preoccupations was nine songs in 38 minutes. Like, yeah. They both have all song titles that are one word. Yep. And they're like, doing their thing, man. They're doing their thing. And like all of the, they're writing songs about like general themes, yeah. basically. Like if you yeah. read like Espionage, Decompose, Disarray, Manipulation, Antidote, Solace, Doubt. Like a lot of those yeah. are like, yeah. some of them are. Then there's Anxiety on the other one, which is like one of my favorite songs by that. Fever, yeah. Um, yeah. Monotony, <laughs> right. Zodiac, Memory, Degraded. Like they're right. all these one word titles. I feel like they're locking into kind of an aesthetic. I, I um, like it. And I just appreciate what they're I about. Do too. I, I look forward to having more to say about this one and and you know what i think they're a good band for is when you are in the mood for the aesthetic that they're hammering you're like yes Mm -hmm. like i listened i think i mentioned this on last week's episode in preparation for this new album i listened to both their last ones i was like oh yeah i'm loving all this like if you're in the mood you're like yeah i'm gonna keep listening to this let me ask you this do you ever listen to cassette no i've listened a few times two three times but I, I listened when I was in one of those kicks. Right, right, and I listened right. a few times. It is really good. It right. actually is. Solid. It is. It is. Um, that song "Unconscious Melody" is is great. yeah. That's the highlight on that. Yeah, 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 yeah that's awesome. the highlight. Uh, Jake, another hot thought here. This is actually this was my favorite album that came out uh, last week. This is yeah. You take this one. Uh, Spirit Night. Uh, Shame. So this is I mentioned this last week. Um, this is the guitarist for one of the former guitarists from the World's a Beautiful Place. Uh, he had written uh, The Future on yep. the, the last album by them. Uh, so this is kind of an album about 20-something life when you're not really sure what's going on. You're kind of in between friends or situations or, or dating situations. Maybe you're drinking a little too much. Maybe you're you're not really sure, you know, what your purpose is. And this is what this album is all about. Um, I have really, really liked this. I think there's a lot of stuff on here that I can relate to. Uh, in particular, the songs Running Shoes. Uh, the Last Hurrah is, is one. I, I love that song um, with the with the chorus of Every Night's the Last Hurrah. Um, I have been really liking this. I've listened a lot. I've probably listened 10 plus times oh, to this. Oh, very Jake. nice. Very nice. Uh, this has become one where it's like, yeah, like I'm going to, this is going to be a highlight for me. I, uh, I I gave it one listen today based on your recommendation. Definitely enjoyed it. I don't have any anything really to say about it yet, uh, but I will continue with it. You kind of got to be in the mood. I was liking it. Of like, yeah. It, 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 so 
we've had conversations before about um, lyrics. This yeah. is a lyric album. I don't know, man, because like, well, there's there's great there's melodies, there's yeah. pop hooks on here, but like also for me, it's it's lyrics as well. Nice, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed it, and and I, there was no hesitation at any point, like, yeah. I, but it was like a disjointed list. It was a definitely, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm at work. But list. this is another easy one to listen to. It's ten songs, thirty three minutes, like it it zips by. Yeah. It's it's very accessible, very catchy. Uh, so I've been loving this, but uh, yeah, give this some more listens because uh, good stuff, I really good sure. stuff. Uh, and then Jake, you have your own. You have your own hot thought here. Yeah. So um, I wanted to share with the listeners something actually really important to me personally. Um, I have put out on Bandcamp two short EPs um, uh, comprised of, of songs that have been sitting sort of in the bank for me for some of them a long time, some of them over two years, and and basically I've been trying to make music for a while um and i'm getting more and more serious about it i bought some equipment i'm working with my brother to, to who plays drums and um to help me bring some of the songs i'm writing to some form of fruition so the idea is that eventually i, I want to release like an album i want to put out um something uh in earnest that has a little bit more production value but in the meantime i was starting to get bogged down with like i have all this stuff and like mm-hmm. i like some of it but it's mm-hmm. like i don't know if there's some of these songs i don't know if i have more ideas for them or what i might just want to put them out yep and so i've been thinking about it for a long time so i decided like I, i'm gonna just make a move and do it so i started a band camp under the name british question which mm-hmm. is a it's sort of just an inside joke it's uh mary kate and i i talk i make fun of her for asking questions like a british person oh, yeah yeah <laughs> like yeah, she'll be yeah. like she'll say sometimes like oh do you like uh do you want some water <laughs> Like, just, like yes. where it's like that kind of like that upward inflection, the different <laughs> yep. question inflection. So that's where it came from. Yep. Um, there's two EPs in there. I think they're like, what, 10 minutes each? Yeah. Yeah, they're um, quick. Yeah. And one is called Pocket Pop Songs. The other is called Music for When You're Home Alone. Um, they, I'm proud of them. They're, they're, they're important to me. Uh, and they're definitely low, lo-fi, low production. Um, and some of them, they're, they're not like – I would say they're more – about texture and vibe and yep. and maybe a like kind of a single idea yep. than anything else. Um, yep. So they're out there, and if people want to check it out on Bandcamp, you can listen for free right now. They're I, I just kept them at four dollars. Yeah. If you want to buy them or download them, you can do that. I might even lower the price. Yeah. Um, I don't care if people buy them, but if if people are interested in listening and letting me know what they think, I, I I would love to hear that. Just to say, I have given both these a listen. Yeah. I really really like them. I thought they were really good. There's some truly beautiful moments Thank you. on these songs. Yeah. Like the arrangements and, and some of the instrumentation on here, it was awesome. Like my my jaw was like open listening to these being Damn like, man. fuck. Like this is really, this is beautiful stuff. Thank you. Um, I really liked it. If, if you like any of the music that we talk about on this podcast, I would recommend checking it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really cool stuff. So I'm glad you put it out there. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. And it's a weird. I know it's a weird spot for us to be saying on, like, on my own podcast. Hey, we got a platform. Hot thoughts, dude. Yeah. So like, Fuck there's it. this music, and but yep. I appreciate that, and obviously I value yep. your opinion, or I wouldn't be sitting here every week talking right. about music with you. So right. it means a lot that you say that. And like, I've started to share it with some friends. So I figured if people are out there listening to the yeah. podcast, they might enjoy it. Absolutely. And so definitely, let me know what you think Absolutely. if you listen out there. Very cool. Yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, with that, Jake, let's get into our main conversation here. This is the culmination of our Kanye West songs, March Madness bracket. Let's do it. We are up to the Elite Eight here. I spent a lot 
of time this week, Jake. Actually listening to I listened to every single Kanye West album this oh, week. Oh damn, dude. I listened to Research. A, a lot of songs multiple times. I listened to all of the songs that were in this bracket that were left. I am pretty clear on what I want to be picking okay, right now. Okay. Do we have our, our, our Blue Ridge Parkway quarter ready? Oh, uh, we may not need it. Okay, we may but not if it. we do, I will I will get it. Okay. So let's start, Jake. We are up to the Elite Eight. We are looking for a represent uh, a, a representative from the Northwest region. Okay. We have the one seed, can't tell me nothing, which has easily destroyed the competition up until this point. Yep. Going up against the Cinderella eleven seed. New slaves. Of new slaves. Here's the thing, Jake. I'm going with can't tell me nothing here. Uh, I am too. I'm okay. very glad you said <laughs> okay. that. That's such a jam. You, you were worried, I think, last week that this was going to have to go to the coin. I spent some time listening. I listened to Can't Tell Me Nothing like five or six times this week. This song fucks. It's so good. It's so good. And I had this, I had this realization today with it. Kanye like invented this like rap anthem genre with Can't Tell Me Nothing. That's like really this interesting. big production. Like, it, it influenced so much, but at the same time, like, nothing sounds like Can't Tell Me Nothing. Yeah, dude, and like, again, that vocal sample and the production, everything about this, like, I, I'm always all in on that song. The rhymes on here too, Jake, yeah. are unbelievable. Yeah. They're so good. He, he brings it on Can't Tell Me Nothing. That gets the win for me. Um, okay. So and I, I thought that was going to be more of a battle than what it was. New Slaves is a hell of a song. But it's a great, great song. It's classic ease as Kanye. It is. It is. What do we have next? Donda Region, four seed, Runaway, going to get up against the two seed, All of the Lights. Um, interesting for me here. Uh, gut reaction, honestly, All of the Lights, based on which one I would rather listen to. That's just gut reaction. They're both so close. They're both on my favorite Kanye album. They both have a different role to play on that album. My gut reaction to this was Runaway. Okay. Because, and it's for the reasons we talked about last week where it was, it's like the stairway to heaven of Twisted Fantasy. It's not necessarily always the one you want to listen to. It's a little bit longer. But is all of the lights like the rock and roll or like the black yeah, dog? Yeah, it, it, it is. It Power is. might be the black dog. All the lights is like, is is probably rock and roll or, or, yeah. or one of the other like maybe it's Levy or something. I don't know if it's yeah. Levy. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, we can go coin the Pusha T verse on Runaway is a big highlight. The Kanye West auto tuned outro is a big highlight. The Rihanna hook though. All the lights is what is just like to me. It's just it, it's like what you were talking about. Can't tell me nothing. Where I feel like all the lights is like this. It's this huge, just like I feel like it's such an accomplishment from the hook yeah. to all the verses. Yeah, yeah. I. It's both. I, it's such a toss up. Like the fact that you are like, nah, this is the one. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you on this one too. It's like anthemic, and it's also yeah. what it has that Runaway doesn't necessarily. Although here's the thing with Runaway, that I will say. Those opening piano notes. I know. Just iconic. I know. Totally iconic. We'll go with all the lights here. It's okay. a higher seed, too. So it's okay. it's the two seed. So went chalk. Jake, here's the next one. Chicago region. Yeah. We have the one seed. Jesus Walks from College Dropout going up against Power, the two seed from Twisted Fantasy. Okay. 
this is tough. This is this is this is undeniably tough. This is a difficult decision because he, they're so different. It's different eras and styles of Kanye. You have Jesus Walks. You have the Soul Beats Kanye from College Dropout going up against Power, which is the it's the epitome of it, Twisted Fantasy Kanye. It's like the defining song of that era. Um. I, that one's really, really hard for me. I mean, like, I okay. So if if I'm picking which one's more important to me, yeah, it's, it's power. Yeah, Jesus walks is undeniable though, and it's like it's every time I hear it, I'm 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 in. I I don't know. I have a hard time with this one, dude. Do, the, you, I, do you are you leaning one way? I, I I'm almost leaning towards Jesus walks. For, honestly, for because we have so much twisted fantasy representation already. Yeah, like honestly, that's kind of it's like we gotta give a shout to like old Kanye. But is that a good reason for it to win? Maybe not. It makes some sense. I mean, I I had a similar thought, and it's like, unfortunately, for Power, it went up against one of the best seed, like one seeds in the whole tournament. I mean, I feel like Power could have been its own one seed. It could have. Yeah, it's tough for it not to go to the final four in some ways. <sighs> I know. Um, I know. But but we might need to, to pay some respect to Jesus Walks. I think we do because I was listening to College Dropout earlier this week. And if you've listened to our past rounds, you know that neither of us are the biggest College Dropout fans. Yeah, I just haven't given it like maybe enough time. And I went back and I, I still have the same opinion of it. It's my least favorite Kanye album. Um, well, I don't know. It's that in 808s probably. But yeah. uh, Jesus Walks is on another level. Than anything that was like a a preview of things to come. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Jesus Walks. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. With I'm you. gonna go with Jesus. I, Walks I think here. I like Power a little bit better, but I'm gonna go. I'll go with Jesus Walks in terms of dude. These these brackets for us are such a weird mix of objectivity and subjectivity. <laughs> I know. Where we'll like sometimes make a decision. We'll be like, yeah, I, we like it better. Fuck it. Cinderella story and then we'll just be like oh we're doing this one because objectively like it should happen <laughs> right. our, our system to the <laughs> outside no from sense. the outside looking in must make no sense um, uh, what's the last one in, in the Elite Eight in the Saint region we have the 13 seed Dark Fantasy a Cinderella story going up against the 3 seed Gorgeous one the first track off of my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy going up against the second track what I'm about to say might surprise you Sean uh, I'm going to go with Gorgeous here. Oh, it, no, it doesn't surprise me. I, I'm easily picking Gorgeous, too. It is, um, as great as Dark Fantasy is, Gorgeous is, I think, more rounded as a song. Yeah. And I think has more going for it. Agreed. Overall, I agree. I love Dark Fantasy. Just the vibe of Gorgeous, though. It's the incredible. feel of that song. It's is, incredible. Yeah. The whole thing... Feels like it was filtered through whatever Julian Casablancas was singing on yes. all of his set. Yes, that's what. Exactly. That's what. Gorgeous. It yep. feels very filtered through something. Yep, absolutely. So oh, we Jake, gonna, we, we are gonna just go the rest. Of let's, the way? let's go the rest of the way. We're into the final four. We have the one seed can't tell me nothing going up against the two seed all of the lights to be represented in the championship round. <laughs> what do we? What do we pick here? You know what's funny is like, I'm going can't tell me nothing. I am too. I'm going, I am too. I'm going. It's like sort of here. easy. It is sort of easy because it's such a good song. Yeah, dude. yeah. It's like weirdly easy, and I. This would not have been my guess as I went in. 
that this would have made it this far? Um, I don't know. Like, as we started the tournament, I wasn't like, oh, that's definitely going to the finals. I, if I was going to pick one that was like, yeah, it's probably going to go to the final four, like, can't tell me nothing, definitely would have been one. Okay. Definitely. I, definitely. I, like, I, I think this is like Kansas or Duke getting to the final four. Yeah. You're like, yeah, oh, of course, they belong there. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a shocker necessarily. I just mean for some reason... I slept on it a little bit going into the tournament, but more and more we got, went through it. I was like, oh, yeah, shit. Like, that beats yeah. this song. It beats that song. Yeah. Well, I think it um, helped matchup-wise. Yeah. Like, yeah. maybe if Can't Tell Me Nothing went up. Well, I don't know, though. It went up against some heavy hitters. So. It did. Um, and vying to compete against Can't Tell Me Nothing for the championship in the Kanye West bracket, we have Jesus Walks, the one seed out of Chicago region, going up against Gorgeous, the three seed in the Saint region. Um I mean, we talked so much about both these songs yeah. already. I'll just tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go gorgeous. I'm, I'm going gorgeous as well. Sorry, college dropout fans and lovers. Yeah. You got you were represented in the final four. Right. And, like, fair is fair. That doesn't make sense here. But, like, <laughs> again, we're filling it out. Dude, I like that now the logic <laughs> is, fair is, fair. is just completely switched. We just gave Jesus Walks a win in the last round because it felt what was objectively right. Now we're making it lose to Gorgeous just because we like Gorgeous better. We have completely switched. Hey, man. This must be infuriating. Hey, man. That's how, that's how these brackets go. It is. Upsets happen. <laughs> okay, Jake, that gets us. To our final, we have the ones. And you know what? Big shout out to our final. As many upsets as we had throughout, and like we had weird people getting to the final four and to the Elite Eight, etc. We have a one seed and can't tell me nothing going up against a three seed and gorgeous. This is like, this makes sense, right? It does make sense. And I think that especially with gorgeous, I don't know that I expected it to get to the finals here. I was always going to go to bat. For yeah. gorgeous, like you were in, never gonna not pick gorgeous. No, no. So like, I I'm not surprised, and I'm I not, think you, you like gorgeous more than I thought you did. Oh, dude, I love that gorgeous. Song. And here, and uh, Jake, this gets to the pick we have to make right now. It, gorgeous, I think might be my favorite Kanye West song. So here's here's what I'll say. It's a battle of two different styles of play here because mm. you got. Can't Tell Me Nothing, which is in the echelon of Kanye songs that are... It's it's like a power. It's like a Jesus yeah. Walks. It's like... Um, it's a hit. It's, it's a like hit, a hit. Paris. Yeah. Kind of like Gold Digger, but yeah. a, Gold Digger's a little more funny Kanye. Yeah. It's an epic, big hit by Kanye yeah. um, where he really brings it with everything. Gorgeous is one of the best songs off of his best album, in my opinion, and it's the point on the album where you're like, okay, I'm in, mm-hmm. two tracks in, mm-hmm. hitting our stride. Like, I feel like I'm in my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy now. Yeah. And this is one of my favorite songs on this record. Um, I have a tough time with this, though, dude. I have a tough time making this call because I, I feel like... It's what do you love more? Do you love big singles Kanye? Do you love album Kanye? My favorite Kanye is Twisted Fantasy. And my yeah. favorite thing he's ever done is that album. Yep. What's your favorite song on Twisted Fantasy? Mine is gorgeous. That's a really interesting question, man, because I it's weird because you'd think the tail of the tape would mean it's gorgeous, but I don't know if but it might not. the way the tournament worked out, that means it necessarily is true. No. It's up there. It always has, but honestly... So what is it? It's, it's, it's gorgeous been, is up there, power's up there, oh dude, all of the lights. My two favorites have always been like gorgeous and dark fantasy. 
There you go. Like, and Gorgeous Beat Dark Fantasy. So does that mean it's Head my favorite hand. on my favorite album? It might have to be, right? Like, would Gorgeous have beaten all of the lights and power if they went head-to-head? It would have for me. Yeah. Yeah. It would have for me, and too. And it would have beat Runaway. It would have beat everything. I, favorite song on favorite album by, like, one of the best artists ever. I'm, I, it's hard, but it's sort of easy. I'm picking Gorgeous. And I don't think this is, like, a consensus popular pick. This is truly, like, a we love Twisted Fantasy maybe a little bit more than everybody else. And Gorgeous uh, is the epitome yeah. of Twisted Fantasy. Yeah. Objectively, the pick here is probably Can't Tell Me Nothing. Our own biases informing this, it's Gorgeous, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm going to go with Gorgeous, too. It, a little bit, I think if you're looking at the bracket from an objective point of view, that's a surprise winner. It is? Oh, 100% it is. Um, but it makes sense because, like, basically, pound for pound... With Gorgeous, anytime I have the opportunity to listen to it, I want yeah. to. Yeah. And I get, you know what is, is also really telling I want to listen to it right fucking now. So do I. And because every time I hear that opening riff and I hear w- the Raekwon thing and the Kid Cudi hook and and um, what's a black beetle anyway, a yeah. fucking roach, like all that stuff, like I start getting real excited. <laughs> Me too. And I get this, like, this feeling in my gut that I only get from my favorite favorite songs and favorite albums so i'm getting goosebumps right now like talking about gorgeous and the thing that i love about this song is it might not be on the surface level as big sounding of a song as can't tell me nothing but in reality gorgeous is an epic it's an epic yeah. In in every sense of the and, word. And, and, and because it's on Twisted Fantasy where Kanye is stretching the limits of what epic is, yeah. it almost blends in as one of the more laid back songs. When you really listen to it in context, it's an interesting song. And I like that Kanye on this is embracing like, it, it's just straight up get distorted guitar it's, a ro- it's like a rock song. It is like yeah. a rock song. Maybe that's, maybe that's why we like it so much. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know, man. This, uh, I, so yeah, Gorgeous wins our tournament. What does tournament. that say about us? But yeah, hey, Gorgeous wins. We were the ones picking. Yeah. If you guys wanted, pick your own. Go for it. Let us know what you would have had winning. But Gorgeous is our winner. There you go. Of the 2018 Kanye West songs. March Madness bracket. Let me ask you one last question. Did listening to all the albums back to back to back um, give you any surprises about how your rankings go? Or yes, did, yes. And, yes, and did it reaffirm Twisted Fantasy as your favorite? Oh my god, that's never questioned. Yes, okay. it is the favorite. Uh, yes, a couple of things. Late registrations even better than I thought it was. Thank you, thank you. It, it, for whatever reason, I hadn't listened in a while. It's and so I, fucking good, it's man. It's even better than I thought it was. Yeah. Um, college dropouts to my least favorite. There's great stuff on 808s as a whole. I don't think it quite holds together. It it's kind of inconsistent, right? It is. It, it is. is. There's very high highs and then it's like middling stuff. And that's what I always end up realizing because when I start to listen to 808s or I get halfway through, I'm like, oh fuck! Like I've yeah. I've slept on this. Like this is better than I thought. And then I get to certain points, I'm like, oh no! Like it. Right. It's just not it's the not best that Kanye West. Um. Go, so. We were saying... We're um, pissing off big friend of the pod, Kevin. Yeah, right but so I'm much. sorry. I'm sorry, sorry. Kev. Uh, graduation, we were talking about the back half, how it's like, eh. Here's the thing. Yeah. The worst parts of uh, graduation are actually Drunken Hot Girls and Barry Bonds. Those are the two worst songs. I've However... Come, I've come around on Barry Bonds a little bit. 
Barry Bonds is better than Drunken Hot Girls. Drunken, Drunken Hot, Hot Girls, Girls is the worst song on that album. Drunken Hot Girls is a, a, kind of annoying. I don't like that song very much. It's He samples on that, Kanye samples, Can. That band Can. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. The the funny part of that song, though, is when he goes, la, 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 you drunken hawk. Like, he just, like. Dude, he goes, no, dude, what's even funnier is he goes, la, 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 that's how the fuck you sound. That's right. Which is really funny. That's right. It's really funny. That's right. That's the best part of that. However, on the back half, I actually, I liked it more than I thought I did. So songs like The Glory and, um. Every everything I am are awesome. I will say Homecoming and Big Brother are kind of eh, but the Glory and Everything I Am are amazing. They have great beats, great production on there. Um, here's a winner for you, Jake. Pablo. Pablo yeah. has established itself as being one. Of, I I like it better than Graduation. Interesting. I, if I were to rank, I'd go Twisted Fantasy, Yeezus, Late Registration, Pablo. Graduation. Big shouts to Lee Registration coming in third. College dropout, 808s. You went, you put 808s yeah. last now? Yeah. The, I thought you were just saying college dropout. I was... said it was either or, and I just made the decision to put 808s. Okay. Well, I, honestly, like it's a toss-up. Depending I'm, on mood, it could be either one. Based on all our discussions we've had in recent years, I'm most pleased and surprised by the late registration thing. Because... Yeah. I, that album is so fucking good. I'm, I'm just happy to hear it. What if... I mean, you didn't just do a whole no, re-listen, didn't. but if you were to go off the top of your head, what do you think it would be? Uh, Twisted Fantasy. Hold on. Let me just open up his Spotify because that will help me out. He's got a nice-looking discography oh, so on good. Spotify. Okay. Great album art, and like he only has seven albums, and they're all like pretty fucking good. Off the top of my head, Twisted Fantasy... Uh, late registration. Jesus. Life of Pablo. Um. Eight oh eight college dropout. I, what about graduation? Oh, graduation. No, graduation. As ah, life of Pablo, graduation. And then I'm then I'm down to the last two, right? Yeah. So I guess it would be. 808s and then college dropout okay. for me right now. Okay. Okay. That dude, like people, there are people out there who are viewing this college dropout stuff as heresy. I know. It's not, it's my least favorite con. Like I don't know what to tell you. No, I don't either. I'm sorry. I'm either. sorry. So yeah, for me, it's it's Twisted Fantasy. I think second, I, I have late registration. Nice. So we have this basically the same ranking. We're the same top three. Okay. Just the two and three are swapped. I I, I like that. I like. And that. you always think that I don't like Jesus. I know. It's <laughs> just because you don't like it as much as me. Well, you know what's funny is like that is how I've always felt about you with late registration. Where I'm like, right, Sean doesn't right, give it the respect right, it's due. Right. You've always felt that about me with Yeezus, even right. though when I reviewed Yeezus for the fucking website we were writing for then, I gave it like a 9.5 out of 10. That's right. And said only amazing things <laughs> about right. it. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, yeah. Those were kind of flipped. I might be higher on Yeezus than Kanye himself. I don't know, dude. I, I mean, he called it Yeezus. <laughs> There's a track called I Am a God. Yeah. Uh, Yeezus is the most, definitely the most ridiculous 
Kanye. Oh my god. Here's the thing too. I mean, Pablo gets there too. Oh yeah. Kanye's in like post Kanye now. He, yeah. He's like he he's a comment on himself yeah. at this point, and yeah. he knows it. Did you see? It was like probably six out of ten funny, but I still watched it because anything Kanye and The Office, I'll watch. Did you see? There's this video going around of like every Kanye West album defined as a clip from The Office. No. Yeezus was everyone trying to escape Dwight's like fire drill. Oh yeah, and it was yeah, like the yeah. like the drills going yeah. on in the background, and, like oh, Andy and, okay. and Jim are trying to smash out, yeah. and Michael's breaking the windows. Yeah, <gasps> that's, that's it's pretty accurate though. It's I, chaos. It's... I, I actually don't remember what Twisted Fantasy was. It was I was a little underwhelmed with the clip they chose. I remember that a video like that I think is really hard to to pull off. execute. Yeah, it's, it's a cool idea, but yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, a final thought is, uh, Yeezus still sounds like the future in a lot of ways. Like, nothing else actually sounds like Yeezus. That's why it's, it ranks so high for me. I'm like, what else sounds like Yeezus? It's, it's wild, man. I mean, especially, like, the way it starts off, to start off with On Sight and Black yeah, Skinhead. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. On Sight is an underrated song. It is. How is that not Yeezy season approaching, man. Awesome, awesome opening. And then just, like... The right now, right, right now, and yeah. the, end, the way that it has like these false endings, yeah, and it's super abrasive. It is oh, sight, like dude, that that song is fucking awesome. That, we should listen to that after this. Yeah, we should. Uh, let's wrap up, Jake. Release radar. We have a few albums here that I'm excited about. Uh, this Casey Musgraves album, Golden Hours, getting a lot of critical acclaim. Uh, comes out tomorrow. More in that country vein. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna give it a listen. We'll see. Uh, the one I'm most excited for, Frankie Cosmos. Though. As am I, Vessel. Dude. As am I. Uh, and then there's one more. This has been getting some uh, good acclaim. Good acclaim. From Stephen Hyden. He really liked this Amen Dunes album called okay. Freedom. It's like this psych rock I knew, album. As soon as you said... I, okay, <laughs> honestly, when I first saw it, I was like, maybe this is a rapper? And no. then as soon as you said Stephen Hyden, I was like, oh, it's Psych Rock. Yeah. I was like, I knew for a fact this, <laughs> this is. is a band yeah. who, like, I know how they sound already. Yeah, it's a Psych Rock album. <laughs> um, I, hey, he said it was good, man. So I'm, I'm going to sure check it out. Fun. He said it was his favorite <laughs> album of the year so far. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So we'll see. But yeah, uh, so three do you, do you... potentially great albums coming out tomorrow. <laughs> Speaking of Amen or Amen Dunes. Yeah. Dunes. Did you say growing up as a kid, amen or amen? Uh oh, it depended. It, I switched it, off. it varied. It switched back and forth. It was based on mood. So you, when you got communion, would you? That was like a specific one. I said amen. I think I said amen. I said amen when I yeah. But I would also like ah. Sometimes I wouldn't though. Sometimes I'd say I, amen. I would also be. I'm, I would be a mimic too. Like I, yeah. if someone else says amen, I'm gonna say amen. Yeah. If people are dropping amen. I would say amen. Amen feels a little more emphatic. Amen. Well, and amen also feels a little bit. It it sounds. It seems less formal to me. It does. Amen. Amen sounds more like pious. Uh, amen. Almost. Amen sounds very you, black and white. You're kneeling in a pew. Yeah, and your yeah, back hurts yeah. a little bit. Yeah, that's amen. It's like Dude, that, amen is true Roman Catholicism. How, how fucking crazy is it? Final final thought here, that when you were kneeling down. You couldn't rest your ass on like the pew. We weren't allowed. They were like, no, straight back. It needs to like be uncomfortable and hurt. Yeah, man. Why? I don't know. And I remember I used to think like I'd see old ladies in church who would be like kind of sitting back. I'd, I'd be back. like, ooh. 
oh, you can't. I would think that. Like, you can't oh, you hang can't. like you're yeah. not tough enough for the Lord. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. I thought that. Dude, ca- Catholic up. school was messed up. Dude, it'll Final get you. Final thought. It'll, yeah, that's it'll get you. It will. Jesus Christ. All right, we'll see you next week, guys. Thanks, everybody. You're on. <laughs> okay, I, I I have a really hot take about seltzer water. Go ahead. <clears throat> I went so I went grocery shopping today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go down the seltzer water aisle, and it's right next to the soda aisle, or it's like right on the soda aisle. <clears throat> Is it a part of? Yeah, it's like a part of it. <clears throat> and I was looking at it, and I was like, "Huh, what flavor do I want to get? Do I want to get lemon lime?" Do I want to get, like, fucking pomegranate passion fruit? Plain. Yeah, and I settled on cranberry lime. And what I noticed when I was making this decision, I was like, it doesn't fucking matter. All of these flavors are just, like, a pale imitation of what I actually want, which is soda. Yeah, it's true. Because seltzer water is what adults drink when they don't want to be drinking things that are better but more unhealthy, like soda or booze. And it's like, I want the feeling of doing that, but I want to have no fun while doing it. And I want, like, the vague taste of whatever you tell me this flavor is yeah. to, like, fool me into thinking I'm drinking, like, a good a soda beverage. That's a good point. Although, do you remember... And it uh, depressed me. I was like, well, fuck. Like, I can't even have a soda and not, like, feel guilty. Oh, or, like, dude, think yeah. about how it's, like, poisoning my insides. I feel guilty about, like, everything I do at all times. Yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> Big shout to Kelsey, uh, who I think at one point listened to the podcast. I don't know if she listens anymore. But if you are out there, Kelsey, give us a shout. Um, she, do you remember at Cinemagic, she used to drink soda water. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that. She would drink just straight soda yep. water. Yep. I, I can't explain it in a way that's really... Rational or logical, I, th- I find soda water kind of gross. I do too. Uh, the only time I actually consume just plain soda water is if I'm mixing it with a like a drink, drink, like yeah, a, right? Like yeah, alcohol. Well, because it like is a good. It's weird because you'd think just carbonated water wouldn't taste bad, but it's weird. It doesn't taste good to me. No, though. I don't like no. the taste of it. No. So yeah, I, I like yeah, it's the healthier pick, but like, it's just an example of the way that like. I, I'm neutered in not being able to like truly enjoy all the things I want to enjoy. Like, dude, soda, that shit is so good. I don't care what you say. We're like, oh, I never drink soda. It's like, well, good because it's bad for you. But also, don't tell me it's because you don't like it. Because it's, it's made in a fucking lab yeah, right, to be as right. good as as possible. It's like Doritos. Yeah. Or fucking McDonald's. Or like any of the fucking food that is sold in the supermarket. Right. No, it's true. And uh, I love soda. I, I try not to drink it that much. And, and I've been neutered too because I don't drink regular Coke anymore. I right. just feel totally. Right. And the thing is, is like I've had so much Diet Coke at this point that I've convinced myself I like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's yeah. like whatever. It's good. So it's interesting because I will sometimes treat myself to buying soda. Or, yeah. like, if I go out to eat, 
sometimes I'll get a soda because there's nothing like a fountain Coke, dude. Like a tr- like a real Coke. I'm 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 uh, all day every day fountain over anything. Oh, one hundred percent. The worst is is a bottle. There are so many can is better than bottle. We have literally opposite. That's the opposite ranking of of Spencer. you can of, last. no 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 of Spencer's. Oh okay. And okay. other people who I've talked to who. Like, don't what I don't what, and I don't have to get it. It's their fucking taste. But for me, when people are like, "Oh, well, I don't like fountain because it waters it down," I'm like, "That's actually what I like." That's about why it. it's better. I like that because it it dulls the syrupy yeah. nature of it a little bit. Yes, and it gives it more fizz, yes. which I yes. enjoy more. When and it, makes it colder. Yes, when you get it in a bottle, it's like. Okay, this is truly, truly like chemicals in a lab. It's that, that good shit. It's like it's too pure. It's too pure. I need my Coke cut, cut with soda water. Just yeah, exactly. It's too pure. Um, but Coke in a bottle, too syrupy, too too crisp, too like clean. It is too clean. I I agree that I would prefer a can. Yeah. Cans better. I would prefer. I don't a can. know why, because I think it's the same thing. It must be something with like the carbonation. The metal. It has to be. Yeah. They've been contained for an extended period of time in a different substance. Yeah. And I bet yeah. one of them holds carbonation technically probably. better. I'm sure the bottle does. Probably does. Yeah. Um, You're probably right. Because yeah, the bottle when you crack into it, like I always feel yeah. like the can. As soon as I break it, I'm like I'm good to go. The bottle when you start sipping a bottled soda, it the carbonation. It hurts. The carbonation is too hurts. much. It stings. The carbonation is too much. Uh, off the bat <laughs> but what I was saying is I, I will sometimes treat myself sometimes I'll get it out to eat other times I will get it at the store mm-hmm. and I don't get like a normal like 12 pack of cans or even a 2 liter bottle soda. I get no this is what I get I get the mini like 8 ounce cans uh, of yes. like cause it really that's all you really want you only yep. want those 8 ounces and it go it's less soda it it goes by faster like it's actually the better way to do it kind of gets it out of your system for a bit like i got dr pepper a couple weeks ago cuz mm-hmm. i hadn't had it in a long ass time and i used to love it and i got it i was like yeah this is great yeah it tastes amazing mm-hmm. but i was like i actually don't really want this and i had a lot of shame having it in my fridge yeah and like and having to kind of explain like to Brittany, i was like oh yeah i uh I haven't had Dr. Pepper in a long time. Like, I just wanted to, like... I had to, like, justify it to her and to myself. Oh, yeah, To, like, dude. get this soda. It was that, fucked up, man. That's how I would be, too. It's fucked. One sec. I need to throw this on pause for a moment. Sure. Uh, hold on. Okay, back on. Um, being, just really quick, growing up in a lot of ways sucks. Like, having to... Yep. It, it, in a lot of ways, it's actually great, though. Like, I, I think about this all the time. Like, when people tell me that they miss college, for example, I'm, I'm like, uh, I don't Dude, at all. College stressed no. me out. Here's the thing. If you, t- at, like, took college somewhat seriously and, like, actually kind of cared about your grades mm-hmm. at all, it wasn't that fun. Because you were mostly worried about, like, fucking up. Yeah. So, the other thing I was thinking about, too, and my little sister's going to college soon your perspective on the world. She'll just like kill it because she kills everything. Yeah, but like that outside of that, you can kill it in college, but like your perspective on the world is so sheltered and not Oh my god, yeah. You like college is wasted 
on 18, 19, and 20-year-olds. Like, it's honestly, old... the, the people who should be taking, who should be in college are like 25, 26, 27, 28-year-olds. I think that's when you would really be able to be like, oh, shit. I've, like, had a little life experience. I've been able to see some shit. I know what I actually want to learn about now. And now I'm going to go to college. Like, yeah. Because you're still in that mindset when you go, when you're 18, of like, I just got to get good grades. And, like, I don't care about learning this stuff. I just care about getting good grades. I know f- for me, if I were to go back now, I would know exactly what I'd want to, like, study. Yeah. And I would actually care about it. I'd care about learning about it rather too, than just, dude. like, passing a fucking test. Yes, thank you. Because – and it's the old youth is wasted on the young thing. Yeah. And a couple points that this might lead me down a little bit of a rabbit hole, but I think that's okay. One example is like fucking art museums. Yeah. And museums in general. Yeah. Like I always thought they were okay and kind of interesting. Mostly I, th- I, I thought they were interesting, but only like the really flashy stuff yep. at museums. Yep. Um, so Mary Kate and I went down to Boston this past weekend yep. and went to the MFA. And uh, so there's a couple things I want to talk about. One, the MFA quickly. And two, uh, staying at an Airbnb, which I'd never done yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. So like... The, the MFA is fucking incredible, dude. They, like in yeah, art, it is. and the, the history of art is unreal. They have and I got a lot luck, too. They, they have so much, and it's all of such quality. It is, and yeah. of such yeah. importance to the history of art yep. that it is truly overwhelming. Yep. And I started off like so. For anyone who doesn't know, in Manchester, New Hampshire, where we live, there's a Courier Museum of Art, which is like a relatively small, but but respected. Yeah. Art museum. Oh, yeah. And yeah, there's a yeah, lot yeah. of good shit in there. Yep. I started out at the MFA when we got there uh, last Friday thinking, like, oh, I'll just do the same thing I did there. Like, really read everything. It's like, dude, if you want to see the it's scope take you too long. of shit at the MFA, you yep. can't read everything. No, you can't. You won't. You, you literally, can't. like, don't have enough time. No. And we wore ourselves out. And yeah. we ended up having we it's went, went yeah. back a second day. Yeah. Some of the coolest shit. Like, dude, they have shit there from, like, 3800 B.C. Yeah, from pre-dynasty Egypt, like before ah, leaders yeah. had names in history. I like can't even quantify that. No, it's insane, man. And like my actually my favorite exhibits were um, there was w- one on uh, Rothko. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, I really like yeah. Rothko's stuff. There was also one on Picasso and Jackson Pollock. Pollock, yeah, yes, they have a couple or a few Jackson Pollock. My my favorite at the MFA is uh, Monet. I, I know you're not as much of a fan as the Impressionist stuff. I love Impressionist I, I think what it was more that I was sour to is not Monet or Renoir. I think actually between them I liked Renoir stuff yeah. a little bit more. Um, n- n- what I was more reacting, I guess a little, n- not negatively, but l- it had less of an impact on me was American impression Impressionism. Impressional? Imp- 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 impression Impressionism. That's why I had it right. Yeah. Um, which was doing st- which was stuff that was sort of mimicking from what I yes. read yeah, Monet's yeah, and yeah. like that stuff like I'm trying to remember their names but like there's a very famous one of like a little boy and a little girl in a boat you can probably picture it it looks like a Monet it, um, it's really sunny looking I think there were some female artists who was it like Mary I can't remember the name uh, I don't think I'll remember the name uh, yeah well basically when 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 the impressionist movement moves too far into the, like just pastels yeah and yeah, like just sure. bright shiny yeah like almost looks like easter yeah that's when i get it just it, okay for my yeah. brain oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't that makes register sense. totally what i love about the impressionist paintings yeah. and i have a couple on the other side of my apartment is it's like it's the feel of whatever yeah. they're doing more than like what it actually is that's, yeah 
and it's like, oh, I get what you're doing. It's just it's it's a little blurry. It's like a it's almost like a memory. Who you got? Who's that's this? Van Gogh okay, right there? Van yeah. Gogh. Little little bit more detail. He was a post impressionist. That's okay. What I assumed in the, the or I didn't assume he was post impressionist. I assumed he wasn't directly related with the. I always mistake. By name, Monet and Van Gogh. Yeah. And so when we were going up to the Monet exhibit, it took me until I was there to remember, like, oh no, this is Monet. Right, this is right, not Van right. Gogh we're seeing. Who's more famous? I think Van Gogh. Well, I don't know. Who's the most famous artist of all time? Da Vinci? I don't know if people perceive him as an artist or an inventor. Well, he painted the fucking Mona Lisa, didn't he? Yeah, that's true. It's, it's true. It's the most famous painting of all time, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Wouldn't you say? That's true. Like if you're. Yeah. I was one. Dude, my brain just does, is broken to think this way. Right. I, I think I think if we're doing the the upper tier, Jake. If we're doing the top of the pyramid. Yeah. We have Van Gogh, Picasso, Monet, Da Vinci. Honestly, Andy Warhol. Really. I would put uh, he would probably be in there. Well, let me ask you this: Where do you stand on the Mona Lisa? You've okay. Not, I, I, okay. So, we we know neither of us has seen it in person. No, I have never seen it in person. It seems to me it's overrated. Mona Lisa overrated. You heard it here first. Here, and here's the interesting thing about it: really, I think really, was like the eyes. The eye. It was like revolutionary. I think with the eyes. Here's the the thing about the Mona Lisa too. That's the only take you can have. Right. You can't, like, what else are you going to say about the Mona Lisa? Right. Like, everything good has been said about it. <laughs> right, right. It's the fucking Mona Lisa. And, and, and I think it's almost, it's such a cliche that it's like, oh, it's just, this is it? That you almost can't even have that take. I'm going to look up most best painters of all time. That okay. might be limiting, but I think generally. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, see yeah, like, yeah, who's yeah. considered... Greatest painters. Let's see the Ranker article. They have number one. This one puts Van Gogh at number one. Okay, okay. Puts Michelangelo at number two. Oh, Michelangelo. Big shout. He was also a sculptor. Did David. Da Vinci at third. Rembrandt at four. Ooh, Rembrandt. Big shout to that dude. There were some Rembrandts at the the MFA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He was Dutch, right? He was Dutch. Okay. Big shout to the Dutch. My last name is Dutch. Um, <laughs> Monet they have at seven I, what does it say about me that while I was there I was like I need the context of like where yeah. these dudes stack up yeah so one of the best classes I ever took in college I was a business uh, major so and, very and, steeped in the arts and the best class I ever took was Humanities 2 where we went through so that tells you where my priorities were right, <laughs> my favorite yeah. class in all of my business classes was the one art class we got to take yeah man that uh, sounds fucking and i learned awesome. a lot about the different uh movements and the different artists and that's actually where i got into like that's w- the reason why i have like the van gogh and the monet uh like prints yeah it, hanging up in my because I, I, I got like really i was like oh this shit's awesome it's incredible it's incredible i feel as though also i need to preface what I said I know I said offhandedly I like the impressionist stuff less I think all I meant is that in the moment it had less of an immediate impact yeah, on me than okay, some of the other sure, stuff I was seeing sure. I actually tend to 
my eye is really attracted to like abstract and expressionist yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like usually things that are less like it was really interesting to read about Jackson Pollock and yeah. how he pushed things. Like Picasso still worked with form. Yeah. He still worked technically with human form and right. like form of things. And Pollock's whole thing was he's like, I'm moving past form. That's amazing. He's like, I, we don't need form. He's like, there's nothing left to be done with it or whatever. Dude, he's he's fucking right. Yeah, he like, is. Picasso probably took it to like the the Outer height limits. of like what you could do with form. And that's what that's one of the things. Like there was this quote about. Uh, Picasso by Jackson Pollock. That's why they put them together, even though I don't think they ever met. And he was like, he he, he didn't miss anything or something like that. Yeah, it was a quote yeah, like that. Yeah. Like he caught everything. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, that's really um, fucking cool. And uh, yeah, the Rothko exhibit had, a, had an impact on great. me. Rothko's great, yeah. Um, yeah. That dude killed himself. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, I went to the yeah, museum. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Sad stuff. Yep. Cool. Dude, art's it's amazing. And, and the thing is, like, painting and sculpture isn't necessarily the flag bearer of the arts anymore it's right. more it's different and graphic I design it's like it's it's music it's television it's film i think are the driving populist art forms now and i don't know that people think of them in the same way i think people think of the van goghs and the monets as like oh that's art but they don't necessarily think of like the television show or the the movie that they're watching as art when yeah. in reality it is well and like in the moment i don't know that anyone does as much as you should like you're the yeah, things right. you enter, that entertain right. us day to day like that painting was a part right. of that so it was like right. like literature was yeah. just storytelling of yeah. its time and yeah. it was important yeah. for that absolutely yeah and that's the thing too is like painting and sculpture wasn't necessarily entertaining Maybe it was. I don't. I actually don't know how people perceived I, I, it. I think sometimes. I think it could okay. Be. It told stories probably. Be. Yeah, you're right. But because it's like, what else do they fucking have? Dude, Just the real world. Books. The real like, world. Probably not even sucks books. And is depressing. I don't. How did people even live? Like even a hundred years ago. <laughs> like what the fuck? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And that's what every generation is says. Like oh, yeah, thank true. God we live in this time. True. True. Um, Anyways, the Airbnb. Yeah. Really quick. Uh, so we stayed in Airbnb. Had a great experience. Um, we were staying with someone uh, who stays in her her apartment while you're there, um, and that, that was fine because we were mostly out of the apartment. Do, do they specify when you're booking if they do or not? Yeah, I think it technically says shared space. We gotcha. got a good price on it. Like gotcha. it was like with all fees and everything, it was only 113. Yeah, that's and like yeah. a hotel was was it's a lot. More, most hotels would double that. Like minimum, you'd find one for like a buck seventy. Yeah, Boston. it would have been like yeah. shitty and out of the way. Yeah, this was a pretty cool spot. It was in a brownstone, and like that's also yeah, what's cool. Is like it's cool. in these like these cool. Apartments. You get to like see there's, something else. There's yeah, character, yeah, yeah, exactly. and so we were in this brownstone in the south end of Boston. So that was kind of neat. We didn't spend a ton of time there. What I'm actually is what is more interesting to me is the politics of how Airbnb works yeah. and like how any site that is driven by reviews works. So I was mm. this was interesting. So I I it was like I get a couple emails being like, hey, write your host a review. I was like, ah, nah, I fuck right. it. Like I would just give a five star. I don't care. I, I was just being too lazy. And then this is what it did. I think this is brilliant. What Airbnb did here, it sends you an email and it's like. Um, your the, your host wrote you a review to view it. Write one for them. I was oh. like, I was like, all right, all right. I was like, shit. And so I did. Wow. So I wrote a review. I uh, all all good ratings, and got to see my review. We did we did fine. We left it spotless, Sean. Good. Um, but I thought that that's fucking brilliant, dude. This is getting. This could go off on a whole nother tangent. Have you seen that Black Mirror episode about like? 
It's basically like social currency of like how you interact with people and you get points for every interaction. No. It's kind of like that. China wants to do a similar thing where it's like you get a score based on all of your interactions with people. Oh, fuck. Th- that is like the beginning of that shit. It's crazy. Well, and like it, this was what was really interesting too is like – so I was like, I wonder if anyone's ever written her a bad review. I was like, I can't imagine they have. So I scrolled back through and basically the way it works is like you write a review and if someone writes a review of you either as a guest or as a host, you can write a reply that will appear directly under it. So you have basically a chance to defend yourself. Yeah. So yeah. I scrolled through and I found one where she had replied, our host. And so I looked and the review was written in kind of broken English. I think it might yeah. have been edited or whatever. But her reply was she was like – um, her reply to the person who wrote the negative review was like – I'm shocked about your review of the cleanliness of my apartment. Like I helped you with this and with that and with a late checkout. And like, I hooked you up like your kid needed a bed or whatever. Like I, like I helped you with all this stuff. And like, I I don't think you're fit to be like an Airbnb guest. Yeah. I was like, that's really interesting because what, and she's like that your two star review of my place has left me at risk of being kicked off Airbnb. It's like shit, man. Like that's how, how quickly it's it can crazy. turn and also like you have to defend yourself in the yeah. public eye like you could do everything right and someone fuck, can just fuck man. you intentionally yeah and also though i think you have a responsibility as someone who's reading those reviews to be discerning and be like oh this person wrote a review with like poor grammar poor like it's not formatted well like you can kind of read between the lines and be like you're probably an unreasonable person and yeah. like especially if they reply you're like oh like you're trying to do right by them and like defend yourself so you can kind of read between you, the lines you can definitely tell but if but they'll fuck you on just because it was a two star review the fact that uh, the fact that the website is like oh you might like yeah. you, if this happens again like you stand to lose yeah. your that's and, fucked. Yeah. And it, it's really, really interesting because you, like, it could be a full time job. Yeah. This person who he stayed with ne- always has someone in their place. I mean, hey, if you're making a hundred bucks a night, like, fuck yeah. That's pretty nice. It pays for itself. It's pretty nice. So it was an interesting experience. Yeah. And no, that's I, awesome. I would, I mean, I think I'm probably the last person in the world not to have gone to an Airbnb. So that's not true. So like I, I so I'm over here like, oh, I would, I'd recommend it. Well, it's I've like, never, I've never been in the situation where it was a shared space. It's interesting. I basically was like renting a fucking house. Like yeah. it was no different than anything like we've done before. It, so. it, it wasn't bad, and, and our host was really really nice. But it like it could be bad. Oh yeah, and like it could be awkward. Yeah, like if I were really extroverted, I would have been in my element. I would have been like right. at, telling stories, right. asking advice, like, yeah, yeah, trying to learn from them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like Mary Kay and I are both really pretty introverted, yeah. and like are not looking to talk to people much. Yeah. So I did a little bit the day we left. We talked for like ten minutes. That was good. Yeah, yeah. But we were at, we were fucking out of there. Yeah, like, that's. That's all you can I'm do. Not, like, that's all I'm, you can do. That's fine. Even though there's a part of me that's like, it would be cool to like make a friend. Yeah, but fuck that. <laughs> Who needs more friends? But I'm not I like I'm not gonna do it. No, I wouldn't do no. it. What are you gonna keep in touch with this fucking lady? No. 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 I wouldn't. Yeah. Well, that's cool though. It's a good experience. Interesting stuff. Alright, you ready to dive in? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one.